0: Welcome, everyone, to the Monday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am your host, as always, Tyler Crawley. And, of course, we're going to start with some housing data out on Friday. That was the pending home sales report from the National Association of Realtors. And not surprisingly, well, to some, it was not good. I would say most people probably thought this report was going to be underwhelming. Uh, However, economists did think that it was going to be... Positive, and unfortunately, it wasn't. So, the pending home sales index fell 5.7 percent to 109.5 in January. Like I said, economists had actually projected a slight increase of one percent to start the year and year over year pending home sales are now down 9.5 percent so all in all not a good start to 2022 and just to remind you an index of 100 is equal to the level of contract activity in 2001 so being over 100 is always good but considering what's happening with housing right now with demand you'd like that number to be a lot higher. Lawrence Yun, the chief economist at the National Association of Realtors, said that low inventory is still a big problem, but that rising rates might begin to depress demand, saying in a statement, quote, with inventory at an all-time low, buyers are still having a difficult time finding a home. Given the situation in the market, mortgage, home costs, and inventory, it would not be surprising to see a retreat In housing demand. So we still haven't really seen it, despite the fact that rates are now, for the most part, solidly above 4%, which, like I said, six months ago, definitely a year ago, if you would have told anyone rates would be 4%, they would say, oh man, housing demand must have fallen off a cliff, and it's not there yet. We haven't seen any instance that demand has fallen at all. Usually when looking at these numbers, the reason that sales are down or pending sales are down is because of inventory issues, not demand issues. And like every other report that we have seen regionally, the South continues to lead the way, even so to start the year, despite a 6.3% drop in January. The South's pending sales index was still at 1346 Not bad. In fact, the only other region that was in triple digits was the Midwest. They were at 104.4. So just the South is 30 points higher than the next closest region. That just once again shows you how hot the housing market is in the South, even with a 6.3% drop. So the Midwest saw a 5.9% drop to get that 104 number, followed by the West which actually was the only region that had a month over month increase 1.5%. The West was at 95.2 in the Northeast with a big drop 12.1% <laughs> and they are uh, at fourth place, last place at with an index of 84.3. Now like I said, Economists had projected that this was going to be a positive report, slightly positive, up 1%. But I told you that a good indicator of what's probably going to be happening is the monthly report from Zonda Economics, and they showed that new home pending sales were down 4.8% month over month. So it makes sense that pending sales entirely we're down. It's always good to look at Zonda because that gives you kind of an indication of what is happening, or at least they have been. I mean, they've been much closer than what we've seen from the economists on projecting what is happening with most of these reports. So I'm going to keep an eye on what the Zonda Economics Monthly report is telling us when looking at overall pending home sales. So, once again, the good news is that the index is above 100 but it's still dropping month over month and year over year. And it's not a demand issue yet. However, if rates keep rising, most people are projecting that that will become more of an issue. But right now it's inventory, inventory, inventory. And speaking of things being in demand, as we all know, inflation continues to be much hotter than expected. And the latest personal income in outlays report from the Bureau of Economic Analysis gave us more of the same. I know we've seen the headline before, but it doesn't make it any better. And that is once again, inflation hotter than expected. The personal consumption expenditure index was up 0.6% in January, even though economists had projected a much smaller increase of 0.2%, and year over year, the PCE index is now up 6.1%, which is stronger than what economists had projected at 5.9, and now shows the strongest gain since February 1980. We've seen that a lot when looking at inflation. Man, inflation hasn't been this bad since usually early 80s is when this is being compared to. And in case you're interested, the core PCE means no food, no energy, 5.2 percent. So that is without question an indicator of what the Fed is going to be doing. We know that this is the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, and so the fact that we're seeing core PCE over 5%, yeah. I mean, we all knew it was gonna be happening a March rate hike. The question is, is will this be enough to force them to increase rates by 50 basis points? Only time will tell. Now, some of the other data, From this report, as I mentioned, personal income was basically unchanged month over month, but it was down 1.9% when compared to the same time last year, and that's thanks to a reduction in government transfers. So wages and salaries were actually up slightly month over month, 0.4%, and we're up 12.6% when looking at the same time one year ago. However, Government transfers, big drop-off. Just month over month, 1.3%. Year over year, 33%. Now, the reason that number is so high is because if you remember what was happening this time last year, stimulus. And so that's why you're seeing such a big drop with those government transfers. Now, even though prices are up, spending is increasing with price increases, which is somewhat surprising. You'd think you'd see a little bit of a drop in spending. We haven't seen it yet, just like we haven't seen demand drop off when rates are rising, which normally happens. So it's a weird economy, no doubt about that. Month over month, the personal consumption expenditure was actually up 2%, and year over year, it was up 12.1%. So even though prices are rising, people are still spending, and then some. So normally you'd see, you'd be happy with just break even. We're still seeing increases in spending. And a lot of people would say, well, it's because prices are rising. True. But that's why I said normally you would see a pullback in spending because if people are just continuing to buy what they were with prices going up, is that you would see somewhat of a decline. Not there yet. And like I said, we're not even just seeing stagnant. We're still seeing some growth when it comes to spending. Paul Ashworth, chief U.S. economist at Capital Economics, wrote that the ongoing economic growth along with inflation means rate hikes are coming. Overall, he wrote the real economy appears to be in stronger health than we feared, suggesting that the Fed will push with its plan. Rate hike starting in March along the Ukraine conflict makes a 50 basis point hike less likely. And it's true. I mean, it it was interesting. I saw a tweet someone had posted uh, looking at what was happening with regards to Russia and the problems with them being cut out of all the financial markets around the world and a lot of people making the comparison of long-term capital management, which, of course, went under right before the millennium right there in the late 90s. And the big leader of that was a default in Russian debt. And so some people have said, you know, what is this going to mean with all of our economies so interconnected in this sort of new globalized world that we are living in? Everyone obviously wants this conflict over. Everyone wants peace. There's no doubt about that. But while this conflict is going on, the disruption it creates in markets, what is that going to do for, say, the Fed's decision in March? Now hopefully, this conflict might be over, But the big question is that what happens? Or how long does this last and the lasting implications of what is going on? And at that point, it's all speculation. All right, we got to go. You guys enjoy your Monday. We got a lot to get to here on this week on Markets and Mortgages. We'll be back here Tuesday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait.